0: to the Moods Room, everybody. OG3, we are talking pregnancy again. Pregnancy and cows, for sure. Yes, let's clarify.
1: Pregnancy and cows.
0: Pregnancy and cows. We are working on following up on our last episode where we talked about the different methods to pregnancy check or pregnancy diagnosis. We're talking about when to preg check, why to preg check today. That's the big thing. We're going to talk beef and dairy all in one episode because we're just that good. Uh, And I have Emily and Brad here, so why not?
1: Yeah, we're just getting after it, you know, getting two birds stoned at once.
2: Yeah, and I'll definitely give you my opinion. Oh, There's we always know you opinions. will. <laughs> the
0: upper left hand of my screen is always just full of opinions. Um, <laughs> it's good. Yes. So. That's we, why we.
1: That's why we keep you around, Brad. Oh yeah, gotta have.
2: Backed by science.
1: Have yeah. to
0: have someone to argue with. That's always uh, that's yeah. the key to this podcast.
1: Brad is the opinions. Joe is, you know, just Careful. the base information and I'm just here for a good time. <laughs> ah, just make me
0: sound so boring.
1: Well, <laughs> maybe if, I am. I don't know. I am. I bring the fun. That's what I say.
0: It's true. It's true. I, I can't deny that. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about beef cattle. I want to talk about beef. I feel like we haven't talked about beef enough for too long. So,
1: Let's talk about beef, baby. Let's talk about you and me. All right. Yes.
0: Yeah. I forgot about that. What about, about, beef? That. So, what about so. beef? Okay, when the when preg check? That's the big yeah. one. I don't know if you guys know it, but it gets really, really cold in the winter in Minnesota. And I hate preg checking cows in the cold. So that's going to preface what I'm saying here just because I don't like to preg check in uh, January, February, because it's way too cold to be doing that. It's not all that fun. And we've already defeated the purpose of the preg check, in my opinion, if we get that far out. So we mentioned this last week, the reason the preg check is we're looking for the open cows. Yes, we wanna know who's pregnant and how far along and all of that, that's really good stuff to know. But the big piece is that we wanna know who's open, who's not giving you a calf, so you can either not feed them all winter or feed them differently, so that you can make a profit off that animal. Or at least. Hey, not you know ribs.
1: what, Joe? Girls gotta eat.
0: Girls so gotta eat.
1: Let those open cows be.
0: Girls gotta eat. But they're not productive. So you gotta put weight on them so you can get rid of them in the spring if you want, or get rid of them right away. So you're not feeding them all winter. When to do that? Well, in my opinion, it's earlier the better. Earlier the better, because that's less feed that you're spending on those cows, or there's more time, you're putting them in a different spot so they can gain weight. For me, that means 30 days after the bull's out or 30 days after you want your calving window to end. So I'm not saying you have to take the bull out. You can leave him in, and then your vet can decide your calving window based on how far along uh, everybody is. I prefer ultrasound to do that. Really? Weird, right?
1: Really, huh? Weird,
0: I prefer ultrasound when preg checking beef cows too. Uh, And and
1: why would that be, Dr. Joe?
0: (laughs) Yeah, weird, right? A little bias from the veterinarian, but here's the deal. Uh, I can tell you about twins. I can tell you about the viability of the pregnancy, not just whether she's pregnant or not. Uh, I can give you very accurate age, uh, especially if they're fairly early. So that's another reason to preg check early. If they're between 30 and 60 days, I'm comfortable giving you within five days of their age on any of those calves. That's the reason the ultrasound.
1: And something that you kind of briefly touched on, but we were talking about a little bit off air earlier, Joe, was that, yeah, you can tell if if something is wrong, if something is wrong with the calf or, you know, development, or I think you're talking about fluid in the uterus, the, the heartbeat, all of those kinds of things. So do you want to talk about that a little bit briefly? Yeah, for sure. Because I think that that's something that we often forget about, that it's not just... A pregnancy, but we want to make sure it's a pregnancy that is going to make it all the way.
0: Yeah, and there there's always going to be some loss, but um, with ultrasound you can tell what's going on with that calf, like Emily said. And yeah, I mean the first thing you do is with with an ultrasound is you're checking is there a pregnancy there or not. But then you're looking at the fluid, you're looking at the heartbeat, you're looking at everything else to make sure that that calf looks normal is and has the potential to go to term and and you're, you're looking for anything that would make that not a thing. And that's the big thing with these twins, you know, and I see this on the beef side a lot. You'll get to, you get those twins in there and yeah, they're pregnant and there's twins, but you can see that it's not going to go to term uh, either because there's no heartbeats there or the fluids wrong. And that's really valuable information. I mean, it's just one more cow. You don't need to feed all winter. So 30 days after the bull is out. I like to check everybody. And if you have a 60 day calving window that puts, you know, all your pregnancies uh, between 30 and 90 days uh, at preg check. Just once? Just preg check once? On the beef side? Yeah. Just once. Yep. Just once. Yeah. So, so on the beef side, yeah, that's, that's the way to go. Just once is fine. I mean, if you're getting into really, really high dollar animals, or you're looking at that kind of thing, maybe you got to do it twice, but The big thing that we're looking at on the beef side, especially it comes down to facilities as well, going through the shoot is not, it's not a benign process all the time. There's stress. There's a lot of different things involved and minimizing that as much as as possible is is the way to go, uh, especially if your facilities are not super good. All right, Brad, what do you got for me? You got rebuttals to my ultrasound.
2: Do you have comments yeah let's hear it mr i I do not have any rebuttals for your ultrasound i beef is probably good dairy it's a little bit different on preg checking and number of times to preg check and how you do that as we discussed in previous episode
0: yeah i think the the big thing with the beef is is my thought is if you're going to do it once and only once you might as well get as much information as you can and be as accurate as possible. And that, that's ultrasound to me. So, all right, let's talk about the dairy side. On the dairy side, we got like Brad kind of just said, it's a little bit different. Uh, we're not preg checking just once in the ideal setting. Some people still do. Um, that makes me hesitate with a high producing dairy cow who's got a metabolism that's through the roof, has a lot of metabolic stress on her. There's just a lot more issues that can come up uh, and a lot more pregnancy loss that does happen. So just to give us a little context here, about 30% of all the embryos, all the fetuses uh, on the dairy side are going to be lost. Now, most of that happens before in the first 17 days, 16 to 17 days, um, where we can't even detect there's a pregnancy there to begin with. Uh, about 10 to 15% occurs between seven, day 17 and day 42. And then after day 42, only 5% of those losses happen. So that that's the context for... When we preg check and, and why we choose certain times. Now, the earlier the better because of days open being, being expensive, but there's some caveats to that because of when we see these losses. I know Brad wants to check at like what, 24
2: days, 22 days? <laughs> exactly.
1: Right after to the check heat cycle. Right after well, they've been bred.
2: That's right. I want to know right at conception if that 12 hours. Happened. Exactly. <laughs> and that, that's, a, that's a good time, point. Time is money. Time is money. Time is money, about, it's but it's all about grant dollars. I'm telling all. you.
1: Grant money, grant money, grant money. <laughs> so
0: it's true. I mean, you, you've got yeah, you've got <laughs> some of that piece where like yes, time is money because we don't want to waste days open. But um, because of the the potential for embryonic loss, that's why we do wait sometimes. Now we can we can check at 28 days, but a lot of people choose to check at 32 to 35 days just because there's less chance of embryonic loss at that point than there is at 28 days. So there's a little bit of a trade off. So I tend to think if you're checking weekly on the dairy, let's say you have herd health every week, you can get away with going lower. But the farther you spread things out and you're going every two weeks, once a month, once every six weeks, that's when you have to kind of bump it up a little bit depending on how comfortable you are, how risk averse you are. And then you're definitely adding double checks on everything. That would be my opinion. You wanna be checking once early, once in the middle and then someone should be checking in some way at dry off.
2: So here's here, opinion time, no, not really. Here we go. <laughs> here's my thought and what, what I think is ideal, at least for our situation in the dairy that I'm in charge of. We probably check at 28 days, ultrasound, That's what I like. You know, we fudge a little bit, but sometimes those 27 day preg checks are rechecks anyways. Uh, But 28 days, but we're preg checking every two weeks during our breeding season. So we check those cows at 28 days and then they're getting checked again at 42 days if they're bred first calving season. And then we do a final check. uh, Some of those cows, you know, they're 90 days some cows are only getting, you know, 45-day checks. That's ultrasound, all ultrasound, maybe some blood, and a little milk to confirm. You know, Brad likes to spread it out, not not use one method. But right, I also he likes
1: like, to keep everybody happy. That's right.
2: But I like I, I like to keep uh, I like to know those cows before they go dry. So we've been burned. You know, it's sudden you got this cow that's pregnant, you've checked her at 150 days and it's like, oh, she's pregnant. You dry her off and she doesn't calve. Well, I've wasted a lot of time and money and effort with this cow. So we do a final kind of check with milk just before sort of dry off to kind of confirm, you know, it's cheaper method. We can do it with milk and then it kind of makes it, you know, it confirms it or it might catch, you know, one or two cows. Uh, We kind of do it within our breeding season. So then if we need to or want to, we can, you know, rebreed those cows. That's what I like. We've started doing, we used to have the vet come out and check, final preg check before these cows went dry. And it was, you know, it just seemed like a lot of work and effort and the milk seems a, a little bit easier for doing something like that. So nothing against uh, the vet and doing the checks at the end, but um, milk uh, does make it easier to to get those checks and you can do, you know, 60 cows, and you don't have to use any labor or anything. It just comes with the milk test. So,
0: I, I'm a big fan of using the milk and the blood at uh, at that later check, that dry off check. I mean, that dry off check is very similar to the beef the beef check in general. You now we're checking before we put all these resources into an animal, and they go to our dry our dry period, and they've got dry cow antibiotics and a teat sealant in them if you're if you're conventional, and then we're putting them on our most expensive ration when they come into the close up and then they go through and they sit there for a long time and you, if you're not checking very carefully, they can be there a long time and be open and getting fat, doing nothing for you and you put a lot of time into it. And it's the same thing on the beef side. You got an open cow, you don't know about her and you feed her all winter expecting her to do something for you in the spring and she does nothing for you. So now you've, you've fed her for, for no reason. And and you fed her in not in a way that didn't really potentially make her more valuable by putting weight on very quickly. So, I, I think it's really important to do that check. I can't add any value with that check at, with ultrasound. If if You're they're right. that if that far along, five six months, right? Ultrasound does you no good. I don't even put it on when I'm doing dry checks. I just use my arm. Right. So I think a blood milk especially milk is a great way to do that dry off check. I think that's a perfect spot for that test. Perfect spot for it. Now there's going to be a weird thing every once in a while, right? There's going to be a mummy. There's going to be something like that, but that's so rare. I, I mean,
2: and sometimes I we'll play. get a, sometimes we'll get a recheck or something, you know, you get back milk and you're supposed to dry his cow off and it'll come back recheck. And it's like, Ooh, no, now what do I do? Then, then usually have the vet come out and, where they can do a palpation check to make sure and confirm it. Cause it's, you know, milk's not perfect either.
0: No, no. But I I think that that, that's a really good schedule to take. I I like that schedule. Like Brad said, you know, 28 to 32 days on the first one, uh, some kind of recheck. I like to extend that recheck out to 60 days. If people want fetal sexing, it just makes a little more sense to me. You get just one more piece of information that you didn't have and why not? um that makes calling decisions a little bit easier in some cases if you've got two cows that are pretty identical but one's carrying a I have and one's carrying a bull then it makes it gives you a little more information down the road i think that's the way to go and then yeah check before dry off so that would be three times for pregnancy checking on the dairy side that sounds about right Brad
2: yeah three is probably pretty good then you're able to kind of catch the early ones kind of mid ones and then if you have some late ones uh, it's about perfect.
0: Well, and I think the only other thing we should talk about real quick when we're talking about timing and, and why we're seeing this embryonic death uh, during these time periods is that what causes that? Why, why are they doing that? Well, some of it is just going to be inherent to the process, right? There's going to be chromosomal abnormalities that cause an embryonic death, but some of it is under our control. You know, and There's pieces of it that are, that stress uh, in any form. So handling, heat, cold, those kind of things increase that. And then disease as well, especially things like mastitis. There have been studies to show that when we give lute lice, right, prostaglandin, we're, we're killing that CL and in a cow. Pregnancy is CL dependent, so that kills the pregnancy if there is one, right? Well, there's been some studies to show that when a cow gets sick with mastitis, uh, they actually release their own endogenous prostaglandin. And that kills the CL and you lose your pregnancy. So mm-hmm. disease plays a piece of this. Stress plays a piece of it in any part. And those are the things we need to control. And, ma- and mastitis is a big one, uh, mostly because it's one of our most common diseases. Emily, what's the key to preventing mastitis?
1: Cleanliness.
0: Cleanliness. Oh, man. We're right back to it. Prevention. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I... I There's a lot of things that go into it. Um, We're talking about when to preg check, why to preg check. And the big thing is it it, preg check basically uh, it makes your whole system more efficient. That's the point of preg checking. And I will put my plug in again. The other point of preg checking is that your vet is on your farm regularly and can ask you questions, talk to you, answer questions, look at things, observe things or a set of outside eyes that isn't there every day.
1: And they can charge you money.
0: And you got to pay them. Part of the game. Part of the Girls got to eat. Girls got to eat. This is how it works. <laughs> I think that I like that short, sweet episode. I don't think there's much else to talk about. Any other questions? You guys got questions on the beef side? Why we do things we do?
2: Are, other produ- are producers using uh, other methods in beef? Are they using blood maybe? You know, milk would be kind of difficult to do in, in uh, beef cattle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to try it. I'm you know, not going to try We use it. milk to break check all of our beef. You know? I wouldn't want to be milking a Kiania cow and uh, try to, to get to see if she's pregnant or not.
0: So it's story time. Uh, I, had, oh. <laughs> I know, right? I have one. Well, I had one producer. I don't think he has cows anymore. He had one. He had a set of Charlet, big, big Charlet, that came in to a stanchion every night. So they came into a stanchion barn and actually got locked up in stanchions. And I had been there a couple of times to treat a couple of cows and you could milk them. It was unreal um, wow. they were they were calm, wow. they weren't as calm as dairy cows, but they were they were in stanchions and they were standing there just fine. Uh, that is the only time I have ever been able to milk a beef cow uh, without wearing all sorts of protective equipment uh, and <laughs> a having helmet. It, yeah a helmet <laughs> gloves, pads everywhere, just wrap <laughs> yourself in bubble wrap, yeah, um, and that that actually worked out pretty well but other than that, no, people are using blood. And, I, and the, the big piece that I will say, and I think we mentioned it last week too, is if you don't have access to a veterinarian, and I'm not talking, you know, you just don't want to pay the veterinarian. I'm saying there just isn't one available.
1: Which happens. It is a problem. Happens. Yeah.
0: And I, I, we're not short on large animal practitioners in the country, I don't think. I think we are short on areas of the country that can support a large animal veterinarian. Uh, and the the distance in those areas gets so big to cover and there's just not enough work there to support a veterinarian. But situations like that happen and yeah, I'd much rather you use the blood test uh, to figure out if an animal's pregnant than just not preg checking. There's so much more that comes with this. I'm thinking about right now uh, vaccines at preg check and, and things like that on the beef side and when the timing of those things and then On the dairy side too, we probably should get into vaccine schedules and how that all works as we're talking about timing on things. There's a bunch to talk about, so much to talk about. We also have to talk about repro protocols at some point. There's a bunch out there. They're all over the place. Uh, And again, the best part about the cattle industry is that everything's different. It's not cookie cutter. So that's where your vet comes in. Your veterinarian comes yeah. in, helps you with all Funny of that. Funny how
1: that works.
0: Yeah. Tries to help you pick the best protocol for your situation, all of those kind of things. With that, we're just going to wrap it up because I'm done talking. All right.
1: If you want us to represent your farm, send us a t shirt and we'll give you exactly shout out on the podcast. And Emily, a get a t shirt.
2: You, you got a t shirt. Where was this from? from, yeah, from a,
1: yeah, from a dairy in Wisconsin.
2: Oh, yeah. uh, Wisconsin, Hawaii.
1: Wisconsin. Uh, friends of mine.
2: Where's mine? Where's mine? I give you jackets. I give you t shirts, lots of stuff. I give you microphones. But I, get, I, get, I get nothing. I get nothing. I am a
1: taker, Bradley.
2: <laughs> a taker. Okay, can we wrap this okay, now? Sorry, wrap. <laughs> uh, if you have
0: comments, questions, scathing rebuttals, send them to the booze room at umn.edu.
1: That is T H E M O O S R O O M at umn.edu.
0: Catch us on the website, extension.umn.edu and on Facebook at umnbeef Beef and at umndairy. Dairy. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll catch you
1: next week. See ya. Bye. I don't want to be ya. Bye. See you later, alligator. <laughs> After a while, crocodile.
2: <laughs> I give you jackets. I give you t-shirts. Lots of stuff. I give you microphones. Well, I, get, I, get, I get nothing. I, get I
1: am a taker, Bradley. <laughs>